Warning, the following program is not for the weak-hearted. Those who are closed-minded, or in general, you're scared to learn what's behind closed doors. Here at Sapphire's Airplay, I want you to pour the wine. Grab somebody that you want to hold on to, or better yet, get the vibrations stimulated through your body. Get ready for one hell of an orgasm in five, four, three, two, one. What is up all you sexy motherfuckers out there in Radio Land? It's your girl Sapphire. And yes, I'm bringing you a nice little special edition of Earplay. It's not on a moan chat, it's a one-on-one conversation. And I gotta say, the baddie sitting next to me, yes, notice I said sitting next to me, because a lot of these interviews have been, um, gosh, virtual. You were my first in two years. Oh, wow. My first in-studio guest or oh. in-person um, guest. So I'm just so excited to have you. Marcelo, Marcella. Alonso. <laughs> welcome, welcome, welcome. Thank you for having me. Yes. So, Marcella, I want to say, reading up on you, first of all, I was just extremely, extremely excited to have you on because whenever I'm doing earplay and I'm having adult entertainers, I try to just like, I love having the not so typical porn star, mm-hmm. you know, that's more than just, hey, I'm going to do my business get the money and get the hell out Mm -hmm. and then reading your interviews in previous um, discussions and you were talking about the reason why you got into the sex business I thought was fascinating Mm -hmm. because it's not every day we get porn stars and adult entertainers that talk about putting their kids first and that's why they got into the biz Mm -hmm. so maybe give my listeners a little intake like what made you get into the sex business how long have you been in the business oh gosh <laughs> a long long time I got into it in 1995 um, I had a child at 16 uh, I lived in the state of Florida um, which was very difficult uh, it's a very difficult state because uh, there's no unions no mm-hmm. pay um, so as a young mother um, basically uh like welfare was like impossible to get then the living situation i remember minimum wage was 425 so i Jesus. knew um at the time the choice that i had was uh oh and at first i was when i was 17 i did work at a restaurant i did work at a like a pizza place my boss gave me a hard time like would cut my hours and uh uh just gave me an all-around like difficult time always cutting hours uh, I remember I got into college actually early even with a child um, and I was in community college and I tried getting scholarships just so I could live off of it and he was like are you gonna give me half of the scholarship and he was me? serious yeah he was serious too like he was like I won't sign it unless you're gonna guarantee to give me half of and it was a scholarship so I could live off of so oh he was he was doing a lot uh, I took over everybody's shift when they wanted to get out and I remember like welfare back then you had to fill out when you did work so you could get Medicaid and uh, you know in fact I went to a pregnancy crisis center I'll never forget this and I said hey is there anything you could do to help me uh, get a job and they're like no we can't or whatever and here I was trying to work or whatever uh, and uh yeah, so basically I my hours were cut to like 10 hours and I had to pay rent at the time. So I knew in Florida, I knew there was two different strip clubs and I went down and I started dancing from there. So that way I could pay my rent, pay my bills. And um, one of the first investments I did for my oldest daughter at the time, it was called Florida Prepaid College Plan. And um, when she was five, by the time she was seven years old, I had the first four years her undergraduate taken care of. Um 
that's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> First and foremost, that's yeah. amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Because again, yeah. these are the things that we don't talk about, um, especially in this day and age. Like, look how the state of the world is right now with just our bodies being regulated. Mm-hmm. And then you add in the war on sex workers. And yeah. yes, I'm saying it loud and clear. There's a clear disconnect right. with sex work being identified as real work. Mm-hmm. And those who are working behind the scenes, in front of the camera, these are people who are mothers, who are fathers, sisters, brothers. Why are we not treating them equally? Right. And we pay taxes. I've been paying taxes since 1997. Um, I, f- I paid a majority of my college. Uh I did for the first four years, the undergraduate, I said, like, my daughter was set up, but I didn't know she was going to go for her master. I didn't, mm-hmm. you know, again, you got to think how young I was, 21 years old. I didn't think she would like all that I did at a young age. Um, so I support, she went to Catholic school. Um, I made sure I always, she had ADD, so I always made sure she had uh, uh, different um, tutors and everything. Mm-hmm. I took care of all of that. And uh, yeah, for both of my kids, I did have a second child took care of her um but yeah I danced for a long period of time and from dancing I went to other forms of sex work to survive I was a trained dominatrix which I that's I enjoyed the most um because I am sadistic so uh, <laughs> she says it so calmly too like yeah. y'all can't see her face but she like looked uh, down it was so calm it's like I'm right. sadistic I'm like oh that shit yeah. yes so um yeah no that's what I had to do and I paid taxes and you know, you, I had to do what I had to do, and I it took a lot of just um, was discriminated against a lot. Um, you know what I'm saying? And I would you say would you say compared to how the sex industry was in the '90s and then the boom of the internet? So you know, now we got internet porn coming out, the chat rooms, the one on ones, and then now we have the shift of OnlyFans. Mm-hmm. Would you say it's a lot easier for individuals to get into the business or would you say that, you know, back then it was a little bit easier because you could still have a bit of, I guess, like an an anonymous persona? Because I feel like now it's like we have Google search. Mm -hmm. We didn't have that back then. Yeah. We didn't have. In the beginning, it was the track. Mm-hmm. which is the, the old fashioned where you walk the streets. It was the phone books, um, like the services where they had the phone books and girls had pages. Um, the tracks would also be like girls that would be freelancers. Maybe they worked in casinos and then you had the strip clubs. Mm-hmm. That Those were the three. And then like where I was at in Florida that I knew of, like I would see featured dancers. I would, the clubs I worked at didn't primarily didn't have featured dancers once in a while. I would work at a club with a featured dancer, but those weren't the moneymaker clubs Mm -hmm. um so that changed because i remember so so then it started going into first the cam in 2000 i want to say uh maybe two or three was when cam modeling started yeah yeah i want to say it was about that time because you know by then we were having those early early days of god I feel old now talking about instant messenger and, you know, going into those chat rooms as a just curious kid. Like, what is this all about? And how easy it was to just find sex. Right. You know, not understanding all the terms, but I've always been, I was always like gravitated towards the digital age of sex. And I guess it's also why I kind of got into the porn business as far as like the radio side, because 
there's a lot of rich history on that. And yes. there's a lot of things that people don't talk about anymore of why, you know, the sex business is the way that it is. First and foremost, it's always been lucrative. I mm -hmm. need, I want people to understand that, you know. It's had its ups and downs, though. Yeah. It's, it's lucrative, but it does have its ups and downs. Like, it's always like a roller coaster. Would you, what would you say is like killing it now? Would you say it's kind of like how video? Well, right now, I'll be honest. What I feel is very bad right now, what's going on is when OnlyFans came up in 20, to, uh, 2020, all of us, people are sensationalizing sex work too much. These girls are having articles bragging about how much they make. Um, a lot of like, uh, it, they're always like uh, talking about how much they have, how much they're making. They're sensationalizing it. Mm -hmm. So then somebody else reads and they think, oh, I can do that. But they don't know everything else that they're going to face in life. I'm used to it. You know what I'm saying? It was an easy transition for me, but um, you've got a lot of squares, square civilians, people that never were in sex work jumping in there and um, doing some crazy, th doing crazy things that are kind of uh, 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 fucking up the game. <laughs> They're fucking uh, yeah. up the game big time. No, I and then also agree. when I started sex work, I'm gonna say there um, things are not so open with race like they were back then. In my time, all the black girls, all the Spanish girls, we had to work one shift, and then in you know at night came more of the Caucasian girls and all mm. that. And then there was funny, and then porn. You didn't even think of uh, porn was like a blonde white woman's world. It was all 100%. Yeah. Can I even say it kind of still is in a sense? Like, it's still like that. I, I don't know. I feel like we're still marginalized. Yes, we are. We you know, we are. But people won't listen. They won't. Um, uh, a lot of people think because they do see different ethnicities that there are stuff. But it is it's harder for minorities to make money. It really is. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Let's talk about that, too, because I was talking to. Um, Anna Fox and Lotus Lane actually last mm -hmm. week and we were talking about how there is just like you know there's still the the pay difference and then how yes. AVN promised us in 2020 you know I don't want to call them out but I'm going to call y'all out I'm sorry but when an organization that thrives on pornography that mm -hmm. hosts the Oscars of porn mm -hmm. and you're going to tell us that as porn creators we need to do better with our categories and here we are 2022 and we still have degrading titles talking about Latina fucks ebony goddesses but the white girls don't have a category that doesn't make sense to me why do I have to seek out the representation yes. why can't the representation just be there in the forefront right and you know i've heard the bullshit excuses of oh well you know the average porn consumer like we can't just like strip them of all they know and i'm like but you can yeah you absolutely can yeah yeah you train your tricks <laughs> you train that's what i don't understand you need to train your tricks that's why that's why I have an issue with so many squares jumping in the business because they think, oh, it's okay. Just send your dick pic. Go ahead. And it's and, and instead of you get tip first before you send it. That's the thing. But they're yeah, you train your tricks mm -hmm. and, and they could train their tricks, too. They could mm -hmm. train the fans. They could train everybody, you know, and especially if they're, they're already what they're doing. They're giving it in. They're giving right. the, the fan, the, the trick, the client, the upper hand. And you don't you know, um, you don't do that. That's that's fucking up the game. Exactly. So, yeah. Exactly. For yourself, you know, having this longevity to go from stripping, uh -huh. you know, into 
more hardcore. Well, no, no, I'm not, or not. I'm not hardcore. I've never okay. done. I've never actually done porn. I oh. only have. Yeah, I've only had an OnlyFans. I do sex pamper. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Explain. You know the difference of like why or maybe why. I've never worked for a production company, okay. so I own all my content. I hire a DMCA company um, to uh, seek that out. So there's no like images being leaked out. Gathering my thoughts on this. Yeah. So I'm an independent content creator, you could say. You know what I mean? No, I I understand that fully and I respect that because there needs to be more independence. Even though I work for a company, I still want people to get their money. Right. You know, and have the control. Right. Because I do feel that there's still a disconnect of, you know, directors, producers not listening to. Yeah. There's no union. It's non-union. Exactly. It's non-union. Yeah. And yet... The amount of work, the amount of hours that are put into editing content, solo or not, you know, like you said, independent contracting, that's 10 times harder. Right, right. You know, people don't understand, like, you're probably editing your content by yourself. Yes, you do a lot of work and you invest a lot, too. The marketing, you have to do a lot of marketing. Everything. Yeah. Everything. So for somebody who is listening right now and is like, well, I can totally do this. I know how to edit. Oh, no, it's so much more. It's you're not going to have and OnlyFans is not what it used to be because you got every Mary Jane, Susie and uh, Lois (laughs) on there now. That's true. It's not the same. And I and I think what's happening now is you're getting a girl. There's girls coming into the game and they're not even answering their own DMs. They're hiring other people. So there takes away the true uh, nature of interacting with the fan. It's called OnlyFans. You interact with your fans. That's, That's what true. they made it for. That was the bis- big misconception. And there's girls, they think, oh, I'll just hire this person, whatever. Now it's not passive income. It's active income. Would you say it's more like only money? Because that's all I hear half um, of the time. It's I don't like- think it's only money. It's just how you, how you run your... Everybody runs their page different. I mm-hmm. run my page a lot different because I'm the one answering my page always. Um, I like to let guys know and I use the audio button. I use, I'll talk into the message sometimes so they know it's me. Um, and because that's where my expertise was because I was a stripper for so long. I had to talk to men. I, you know, I, that's how I made my money. So uh, for me, me interacting is better than me hiring somebody that's not gonna, you know, not and have I, the game or the knowledge of what I have. I would personally want that more out of my women that I am, you know, paying services for. Right. I would want, you know, right. that interaction, right. especially. But, but when you have women doing articles saying, I made 150000 a month or whatever, and then so so little uh, Lois in the middle of Kansas City, Missouri, sees that, uh, she thinks she can do it, then she gets in the game, and then she pays for this unnecessary coaching by somebody that's worked for an MML, like, and I could go on and on. You oh know? my God. It, it's yeah. just, yeah. So, so it, what's happened was you have people that never were in the sex industry going in there. Literally, they've sold products like, uh, was it Mary Kay or, or you know. The uh, Avon ladies. Yeah, the Avon, yeah, they're going from that to now in sex work and then they're trying to profit off other sex workers what about even okay yeah. the surge of teachers like I don't want to like I don't well, want to shun- you know what when yeah. I when I was a stripper I had a good friend I used to do bachelor parties with mm-hmm. and she was a teacher but 
So I remember we did a bachelor party for a porn star and the porn star wanted her picture. And I told my friend, I said, do not show, I said, do not show your face. You're a teacher. And she's a teacher for disabled children, which is very much needed. Yes. So I told her, hide your face. I said, we need teachers. You don't need to be outed. I made sure she wasn't outed because, you know, parents are relying on her. Mm -hmm. She just needed the money over the weekend. So in the past, I've worked with people that are teachers or whatever, but they're not. The thing is with some of these articles is, is these girls are doing it to get more and more traction, more and more money. And it's sensationalizing it even more. And if you notice the woman in the majority of these articles are white. Yeah. And they are, it's really hurting the black and brown community. It truly it, is. It really is. Because it really it's, is. And I, I've been in this business for a very long time. I've seen how, uh, it, it is. I actually sued a strip club. I sued Sapphires in Las Vegas. Oh, um, wow. The owner's son went to me and says, you're lucky you're a lighter skinned Latina. So that's why we hire you. So I brought that up in court <laughs> and I sued them. Oh, I never told you. Oh, yeah, I sued them. So, yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. That just pisses me off so much because it's just like. Well, that's why I sued them. No, and <laughs> as you should. As you yeah, should, I don't but... tolerate racism or colorism. And I I'm will... proud that you yeah. don't because, again, there are so many sex workers that would just sit there and just take it and just say, oh, well, I'm, I'm, not I'm risking t- my business. Right. No, I even sued um, Spearmint Rhino because it was getting ridiculous. I was walking into the club paying $150 every time I would work. Um, I had back surgery and they were all like hitting me up for my lower tabs, all the bouncers. And the minute the lower tabs were gone, then they were harassing me for money for more of a tip out for more like that nonstop. So I were they doing it specifically also, would you say because of what you are? Uh, they would do it to everybody. Okay. They would do it to, they, so it wasn't like they would, it was, they would do it to everybody. And, um, experiment Rhino was crazy. There was a manager named John who was Mm -hmm. actually nice to me that a lot of people know he's a good one. So I'll leave. So if anybody knows who John, John, actually I got along with, but it was other managers that were harassing me. Surprisingly, the one main manager that everybody had problems with, I didn't have problems with, he wasn't, um, but they were, they were just harassing you. Like always like, Hey, I saw you with that guy. You didn't give me a, you know, like shaking you down. So I sued, I it was the corporate clubs I had trouble with. So I never tolerated bullshit when I did. Um, and I was sexually harassed and, and sexually assaulted at, at, uh, at a corporate, um, yes. Spearmint Rhino in Vegas. Yeah. Yeah. They had to put a window in. Because they would literally take the girls in and force them to perform fellatio on there. And so literally, so then when they put the window in, when the police finally came, that right. all stopped. But it was, I've been through a lot. So I, it gets me really pissed off when you get squares that come in and they think, oh, yeah. That is so oh, easy. Yeah, it's so easy. They don't know what the whole song and dances no and they it, it's and it's the way that they mm-hmm. come off on it too it's right. just like well i know i can make money i know i'm fine i know i'm this and i'm like there's more to that you can't just post up three clips right charge 5.99 or whatever you want well, no, some of them some the what some people are investing a lot of money like too there's girls spending 30 40,000 a month on promo <sighs> For, and it's like a, a a business doesn't even spend that much no, on advertising. No. But there's seriously people like that. But and I was I, I do my stuff totally different and um, I pride myself that I'm there for my fans only. because like I said, I, the one part that I do miss I never had issues with fans or clients or anything. I had more trouble with management. 
when really? I danced. Yeah, way more. I never had issues with fans, clients, tricks. No, I've had way more issues with management. Um, when I danced, I didn't have issues with strippers. Uh, the only fans I have dealing with other people is because it's, it's there's rules to the game. You yeah. know what I'm saying? And I've I have more that. issues with the squares coming in. It's like, uh, don't answer your DM on Twitter. Answer your OnlyFans. You know, like, because <laughs> I, I I went through that. Uh, it's like, what are you doing? You mm -hmm. know, like mm -hmm. answering your DMs on Twitter. And that's what OnlyFans was made for. Yeah. Yeah. Like. <laughs> and speaking about OnlyFans, you helped pay your daughter's. Yeah. Law well, school? we're still in the process. The, it's, the shit's expensive. So yeah. we're still in. And she's trying to get scholars. We're, we're in the process. I live in New York, so mm -hmm. it's expensive. Um, we're trying to get it taken care of um, the best that I humanly possibly can. Mm -hmm. um, because, you know, I had some good points, but also I'm paying taxes in New York. I didn't go. Now, there's no discrimination against when you're doing your taxes being um, in an adult performer or is there? No, 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 no. Okay. No. Because I always wondered, you know. Well, I've been paying taxes steadily since 1997. Right, so, which you've been And saying. I'm real good at accounting, and so okay. I'm real good at... Um, which you've never had deductions. someone like... Well, I, the only time I ever had trouble, back when I danced, I remember I was putting over 10000 a month cash into my bank account, and I got an alert from IRS, and then I had to pay the accountant, and uh, that was a little bit complicated. I remember I was dancing at the time, and... Mm -hmm. Uh, we we solved it or whatever. It was That's like because I know that what was it? I don't know if it was Visa, Mastercard. Well, Visa and Mastercard now are having um, trouble with the uh, all because of the chargebacks and right. everything. Yeah, because I was hearing that I, I think it was because of OnlyFans or some other digital adult platform where they were like, we're not going to start accepting adult dollars basically yeah which i was like okay well there goes like <laughs> half the business right there because well, it, people it, are paying for sex yeah people pay for they'll sex. probably go to bitcoin or yeah you know it's like you can't regulate something that has been around for so long mm -hmm. it goes back to even just like regulating a fucking vagina mm -hmm. if you're gonna regulate a fucking vagina regulate the fucking dick that goes into the vagina mm -hmm. that causes pregnancies right right you know right, right. and stop you know stigmatizing sex workers right. who are just trying to pay their bills Yeah, when during a pandemic nobody well, was I shooting. Had, I had a child, you gotta think, at 16 years old, right? Yeah. So, like, people want people to have kids, you know, they're against abortion. Right. So then I had the kid, right? And then I didn't get welfare and I did work and then I get treated like shit. Which yeah. makes no sense. It's it like, you... No like, what do you want? No yeah, sense. yeah, yeah. And let's, and let's talk about that too. It's like, here you are, I'm not hearing any stories of a fucked up childhood. I'm not hearing any stories of you being abusive to your child or your children were taken away from you. You are paying for the welfare of your child. Yeah, yeah. In fact, actually, one of my favorite quotes um, that you were talking about was, you know, nobody helped me. I remember back then the minimum wage, 475. It was crazy and welfare didn't help much. Your daughter, you said, was the reason you started stripping. Yeah. Giving her the best life has always been my goal. Yeah. And that, to me, I'm like, there yeah. are people who work regular ass businesses, bankers, doctors, mm -hmm. who don't give a shit about their, their kids. Yeah. Who don't care about their kids' welfare. Yeah, both of my kids. Yeah. So there, you, yeah. And, and here you are 
just paying for the welfare of your kids yeah. in just not a conventional way. And who gives a fuck? Right. You're not harming the public. Right. You're policing and, and the I'm public. Paying, and I'm paying the taxes. <laughs> and you're paying those taxes. And I'm paying my taxes. Because a lot of people think we don't pay taxes when we do. And <laughs> I hate it. Honestly, if there was yeah. a way and like, if there needs to be a way where people like ourselves who are doing their due diligence, mm -hmm. they don't need to pay as high of a tax as they need to. Mm -hmm. I think, oh, yeah. you know, the drawback of, you know, working in entertainment, people don't understand our taxes. I don't see a big refund every year. I owe the states more yeah. money uh -huh. than I get uh -huh. getting in. So the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> All the money that I work I haven't had a refund in a long, long yeah. time. I can't remember. See, and there we go. And people have these preconceived notions that you know, oh well, your entertainment, you you make and they all also, this money. But I, they also think that we make a lot of money. I've yes, always, I've had people like uh, I've approached people like on IG for business or something, and they've told me like a way higher price on Stupid. purpose. Yeah, because they see. And, your... and then this is a big problem about OnlyFans um, too. Is these girls are paying astronomical prices to people because they feel like they have to. Mm -hmm. And when my kids were little, I didn't tell the babysitter what I did for a living on purpose because I was, so I'd keep the price at a decent cost right. because, and I did send my, I remember my younger daughter to one babysitter and the babysitter was like, oh, you know, their mom works at a, is a call girl. Their mom does this. And because then I heard how she was talking. I was like, I'm glad I'm telling her. <laughs> yeah. Because then the babysitter was gossiping Ugh. about the other parents. To me, which is wrong, you it's know, extremely wrong. So I, there's the reason I didn't tell people is because they want to jack up your prices on stuff. Like and it's, you know what I'm saying? And it wasn't so much the stigma; it was more so yeah, just they the think, judgment of oh, you're making money, you can, yeah, you can, you can afford this, you can, yeah. Just today on the phone, I'm because um, I have a friend out here. There was a mutual friend of ours on the phone. They go, well, you know, you always make money, you always have good money. And I'm like, why is they always like assume? assume. <laughs> yeah. And then this person's like better off than I am. Like they haven't worked in three years. They oh my belong God. to a country club and they're telling me how wealthy I am. And I'm like, how the hell? Yeah. Pick a struggle, y'all, yeah. because people, it's not what it all seems. You know, that's why I also hate social media so much mm -hmm. because it's all bullshit. Oh, yeah. Social media oh is so fake. And it's people so think fake. like your amount of followers equal like the amount of money you're making too no and it's yeah that's not the case and when i tell people like in the case of me i've been shadow banned i can't even tell you how many times mm -hmm. okay you know people tell me oh you should have been at you know this many thousand i'm like yeah if instagram would let me oh be yeah me. ig there's ig i've <laughs> i've kind of figured out the algorithm of ig but mm -hmm. even sometimes if people tag you that can affect you. Oh, majorly. Yeah, and majorly. I've, I've had somebody that tried doing the uh, collaboration yep. post, and I warned this person. I said, oh, but they need to know I sell videos. I go, look, don't do it on IG. No. no. Do it on Twitter or Pornhub. And and I miss my Twitter. Yeah. But unfortunately, you can't protect yourself against stalkers uh, and not get your rights back. Uh, yeah, I was reminded today, actually, uh, <laughs> it's been a year that I have had no Twitter. Oh, you Which lost your Twitter? Oh, yeah. Completely. And that was, that to me was like my biggest traffic. Uh -huh. right. Besides like a soul podcast, you know, and shout out to the listeners. Thank you guys. But 
that was my only lifeline, my real true lifeline to get messages out there. Because mm-hmm. people don't see my shit on Instagram. People, right? You know, no, the, Instagram is the like. Uh, it's horrible. It's horrible. It's it's a horrible. But now everything's going video. It's going TikTok, then to YouTube Shorts, then yes. to uh, Instagram Reels. If you want to grow, and I hate that. Yeah, I you just it, you can't that. you can't win. Well, you just for me, I've always just had to go flow go. Go the flow it goes and just do it. <laughs> and just do you know it. what I'm saying? Like, but I like that because you know clearly you've been around. Yeah, around. Oh, for yeah. a long time. Oh, I've been along. And especially in this business, that's hard to say. You know, longevity. Yeah. You know. Yeah. I, I, the, the thing is, I've never been ashamed either. I love that. Yeah, because uh, a friend of mine that we started dancing together. Now she's in a totally different career. But she's always like, oh, my past, my past. And I was like, girl, you're the one doing crack underneath. (laughs) That wasn't me. You're the one. I didn't. You helped yourself. You you fucking were smoking that crack. Not me. Like, that's on you. Like, that's. I know a lot of sober people that are in the business, too. And it's. Yeah. It's more than you think, y'all. Yeah, it's I, more know, than you think. I actually know the people I know their longevity are more sober, sober people. Oh yeah, and, and in control, in but, control, more level minded. Mm-hmm. You know, they they pick and choose the events that they show up to. Right. You know, don't have to show up at every party to mm-hmm. make yourself be known in this business. Mm-hmm. And that's what I love. And that's I think it's also why I gravitate more towards the older souls mm-hmm. in this business than the younger. Oh, yeah, yeah. You've got more to talk about this. Oh, my God. Come join my OnlyFans. Yes. <laughs> I'm like, can we can we talk Find about something flashlight. else? <laughs> I'm like, what do you really feel about this business? I, yeah. I don't know. I just, you know, it's good money. Um, I like it. I'm dreaming about it. <laughs> I'm like, no one's putting a gun to your head. So yeah. Tell me how you really feel. <laughs> Tell me about 12 years later. Yes. Like, what are you going to do in the longevity? Like, what are you going to do in the long haul of it? Yeah. And speaking of, what would you, what would you say the state of the adult entertainment world might be maybe five, even 10 years down the line now? Because the way that. I think people are going to have, if you're, if a girl's going to be in it, she really needs to have a brand. And when I say brand, mm-hmm. more than just an OnlyFans page, you're going to need the Twitter. You're going to need the IG. You're going to need a TikTok. You're going to some of the, the girls out there. They go, oh, I don't want to do this TikTok. No, you're going to have to do the TikTok. You're going to have to have a YouTube like you're going to have to to be now in this business. You have to be known. You have to have a brand um, unless you're a stripper and, you know, you can strip for a couple. But stripping is like literally a 10 year career. You know, max yeah. maybe. Well, because you you're only a dancer. Yeah. You're physically with stripping. You know, so when people really want to be in this career and they want to do stuff such as uh, like an OnlyFans page or Sex Panther and all that other stuff, they need to really have a brand. Mm-hmm. You know, and really be present and be on top of stuff and be willing to work seven days a week. Would you say that it could maybe get back into? I'm not back into, but would you say that it could possibly be more socially acceptable to do sex work? Um, Because I feel like we're in a weird phase, right? Well, you know what? In a society, I feel like this is too sensationalized and we need the teachers. We need our nurses. We need our doctors. And... You know, somebody's told me one time they were, they gave me kind of a hard time. Why isn't your daughter having OnlyFans? I said she's busy in law school. 
She's busy. So me as a minority mother with two, you know, Latinos make their lowest pay. I push my daughters for a good career because that's what we need for society. Not everybody can be a sex worker. Mm -hmm. So it's one thing that if for it to, you know, for it to be accepted, it's another thing to be sensationalized. So, um, you know, it'd be nice, yes, to be accepted, but also, you know, I've, I've worked with girls that were, you know, literally worked four years, then they're a teacher and they're a teacher and that's it. Mm -hmm. You know, we need, people need to recognize what they really want to do in life and not so much chase the money. And, and if they really want to be in this business, well, you better learn how to talk to your fans or you better learn how to perform and do your job, not hire other people to constantly do it. You got to learn how to do some of your own work. That's what I do. Yeah. That's, I mean, when people ask me, are you still doing radio? I'm like, yes. I don't have to be on a major station to say I'm still doing radio. Mind you, I am. But, you uh -huh. know, I'm a one-house shop. I produce. I edit. Right. I write. You mm -hmm. know, I, I lend my voice out to many different outlets. Mm -hmm. It doesn't just stop, you know, at sex talk or traffic reporting. Right. I do it all. I'm constantly working. Right. Constantly that's how, on that grind. This, that's how sex work is going to be. It's going to be like that, like... You have to really push a brand. Absolutely. Yeah. Unless and you, you just to... want to be a stripper for a period of time. <laughs> exactly. And that's it. But then I've heard, I don't know, I haven't been in the strip clubs in ages. I've heard now the strip clubs are wanting the girls to have a social media. Following. I don't blame them. Yeah. yeah. You see them. You see the strip clubs that are now, you know, doing Instagram lives or yeah. they're doing, you know, TikTok live as much as they can. Yeah. You know, they want the to girls to bring in the people. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it's that that's where it's gone to. But um, I just don't like it being sensationalized because it does hurt minorities. Let's talk about the sense uh, the sensationalized aspect of sex work, because I feel like in the past, maybe five, 10 years, even in media, the way sex work has been represented, mm -hmm. it's gone from being just like, Oh, they're fucked up to, mm -hmm. oh, they got the high class hoes. Mm -hmm. Now we got the camera, you know, girls. Mm -hmm. But then also we're not talking about the women in power who are on the front lines. Mm -hmm. You know, the closest thing that I could say was probably one of the best representations of sex work in a while was uh, the show HBO on Did Call the Deuce. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Oh, my God. That was good. I worked on it, actually. Really? Yeah. What did you do for them? Uh, just a extra work on it. Oh, my so God. Much. Yeah. I, I Honestly, I wish that they... I mean, I love the way that they ended it where they did. Yeah. But at the same time, I'm like, this right here, ladies and gentlemen... That's it's, how it was, yeah. yeah. Because they went from the track to doing porn. Mm-hmm. And that, and that, you know, and that's how they... Uh, that's what sex work is, is. If you're under that umbrella, whether somebody's walking the track to dancing to this or that it's all under the same umbrella mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying and uh some you know some of the newbies now they're like look what i'm making but this is your first rodeo you're a one trick pony right and yeah. you're not even in charge yeah you're, you're not in charge yeah yeah you, you got to give your money that money that you work so hard doing you got to give it to this, that, and the third. Right. You right. got to pay the people who are filming you. You got to pay the people who are representing you. Right. Or and they have assistants or a management company or the whatever. The whole team. Yeah. Yeah. The whole team. Yeah. Which is fine to have, but I think at the same time, it's like these, you know, folks that get in, they have no clue, no clue about just simple marketing. 
<laughs> themselves or how to just work for themselves and right. have somebody else tell them what to do. Right. Can't even tell you how many times and can I, can I say your name? Lainey, uh-huh. <laughs> Miss Lainey, um, has provided me some girls. And we've had these moments where the girls are just looking at me like, can I say this, Lainey? Is it okay? <laughs> like, girl, let's just have a chat. Uh-huh. What you scared about? Yeah. Let's just talk. I want to get to know you. Yeah. Right. I want to get to know you besides, you know, the fact that you're flexible, Mm-hmm. You know, or you you've squirted so right, many right, like, right. Yeah, they don't have no no substance, no substance, no personality. All. Yeah, and just it's always it's what someone else is telling me to do, and I'm like, right, no, right, you are right. Your they're own puppets. Person. Yeah, they're puppets. Be your own person. Yeah, yeah. And that's what I love about you. I'm gravitating yeah. towards you because I'm like, you are a woman with a story, and I love again. You have said so many good points where I'm just like, well, fuck, I don't even know. Uh-huh. But honestly, it just I want people to understand like there are more sex workers out there who have a story like you where you are just trying to provide for your family. Yeah. You are just trying to do what any good parent would do. Mm -hmm. You know, and I can't even, I'm not even going to assume, but let's talk about it too. Um, Because I absolutely hate this question when it pops up in different things, but people always like to know, you know, when did you tell your kids? Or um, how did you? Kids well, my find oldest kind of knew because at one point I had to get a lace front blonde wig, <laughs> and I, I would buy it with her, and I'd be like, because um, she was graduating from mm-hmm. Catholic school, and I go, "This is paying your tuition." She kind of <laughs> knew. My youngest has had actually more of an issue, so. Um, my youngest knows, but she doesn't like to hear too much. Like I recently opened a YouTube mm-hmm. and I was showing her, look, look, I'm finally getting monetized. And, and uh, <laughs> she like, uh, and uh, her girlfriend gets excited about it. Cause she, her girlfriend's Korean and, Aww. and uh, they, they want to make a lot of money off me. Cause they said <laughs> Koreans would love to hear me <laughs> and put the Korean subtitles. But um, yeah, then she's like, I'm embarrassed. Mom, I don't want to see this video. Yeah. So she she knows what's up. Mm-hmm. And she like this Christmas, she's going to Korea. She goes, Mom, you can't go. You can't even log into your OnlyFans in Korea. <laughs> so like, she warned me. But my youngest has like a little bit of an issue. Okay. But she has no issue asking me for money, the youngest. That's she, usually how we go. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm an only child, but it, you know, it's yeah. just like she has an issue what I do, but then she has no issue with the money. And um, with her, her father like completely completely abandoned me after she was born. Oh gosh. And I had to like just work. I felt bad because I always tell the oldest, you had me when I was fresh and new. Your sister had me when I was more <laughs> decrepit. <laughs> Because because uh, I had to like get up and work and yeah. things were harder after uh, the housing crisis, mm-hmm. especially in 2009. Remember, they're in that period of time, which is we're repeating it right now. We're repeating it right now. <laughs> we're we're in repeating it right now. It now. I'm over here like, OK, are we trying to build? Are we trying to move? Are we trying to buy? Right. Fuck L.A. and their prices, to be honest. I'm oh, just it's like, sad. I used to live here and I'm staying in West Hollywood and it's not the same anymore. No. No, all this is uh, honestly, I feel like I don't recognize the city I lived and grew up in. Mm. I don't recognize the side of town where we're at right now. I don't recognize the valley anymore. It's just like, how do people live? Yeah. How do you live? Yeah, I I can't. I can't. So going back, I want to talk about this, too. Mm -hmm. And we'll start wrapping up. When did you decide as a parent, not even just as a sex worker, mm-hmm. but as a parent, to talk about sex. Oh, um, I think when I were eleven or twelve, maybe. Yeah, 
And how did you approach that? Um, I just told them the basic, you know, stuff. And uh, but I, at, you know, I'm Latin, so we we warn our kids about like men <laughs> at a very young age. Yes. And um, you know, there was times my my I think because I had to send my kids to a babysitter. And I would question them about like men or mm -hmm. I would check out the babysitter. So I warned them about a lot of stuff, you know, from a young age. I appreciate that. Yeah. Where do you think the state of sex education, especially as a sex worker, needs to do better? Um, about consent. Mm. Yeah. And respect and boundaries. Man, I love that word boundaries. Yeah. People don't understand boundaries is not a bad thing. Boundaries are good to have. Right. You know, especially, you know, the kinkier and darker you want to get into sex. I feel like boundaries and consent, first and foremost, the communication has to be had. Oh, yeah, yeah. The BDSM community is great with uh, boundaries and consent. Yeah, they're way Absolutely. better. It's the vanilla. It's the, it's the they have the worst ones. It is. Yeah. It yeah. is. And it's just like, you know, going back to the state of where we're at now, it's like, all these things could have been easily prevented. All of these things that we are experiencing right now, mm -hmm. the disconnect of why people don't understand why there are people who just want to be sex enthusiasts who really do want to just go into the sex work, mm -hmm. you know, just to do it. There mm -hmm. are people out oh, there. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, my know? good friend. Yeah. yeah, she was my good friend, Ava Devine. She was she was meant for it. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, she's like the best of the best. So. <laughs> and I love that because yeah. it's like, if we only talk to people about sex, even at a young age, right. and I, I firmly believe that if I were to ever have kids, I'm going to talk to my kids about sex the way that my parents did, which was on various stages of my life, mm -hmm. especially as an only child and a black child. It's like, especially for us as people of color, mm -hmm. we don't talk about sex enough. Yeah. Well, I, I warned my kids more as they were younger because mm -hmm. of like about males and um, dressing appropriate, like my, I would for pajamas. I would always buy pants with on purpose instead mm -hmm. of just. You remember the we would wear the little yeah the nightgown the nightgown yeah. where I I would purposely always buy pants or shorts for her, but then instruct you know different things and ask her certain things and uh, you know monitor her you know and again I would be in different stages and share stuff at different stages of her life I love that yeah I love that because again it's not something that you know our folks talk about it's not you know yeah. an everyday thing where you know you see and hear parents of color I'm not talking about the white folks I'm yeah. talking about specifically yeah. people of color who are just sitting around the dinner table or just having just a regular ass discussion right. and telling you know the child why they have to wear shorts right yeah oh that's at a the, young you know, age yeah yeah or why it's not okay to maybe go with a certain uncle or an aunt right unless right. they say something right you know those kind of things i think all those you know these issues can be so stopped early on and then going back to consent yes we force kids to eat their vegetables to hug grandma to kiss grandpa yeah these are all things that are abusive oh i i didn't consent. do that with if they didn't feel right with one I, I don't know, you know. No, I love that. Yeah, because they again, comfortable. Yeah, yeah, if they're not comfortable. But in my culture, we're very funny about males. Mm -hmm. And um, how so? Like, my mom always threw this. She's like, "Your father never changed your diapers," but he was from that era where you just didn't. You right. don't. 
And so because of that, uh, I was always funny about males being around. Interesting. My daughters. Except for I would, I did have a gay man that was my mammy, but he mm-hmm. was. And again, I would. Te- I also taught my kids about homosexuality at a young age. I love it. Yeah. Got to. Yeah. We're here. Yeah. We're here. We're good. It's not like, yeah. you know, you can so, erase So that. they knew. So, uh, you know, my good friend, he was a great babysitter. Mm-hmm. Um, he was a gay male. But he was somebody I could trust. And people would be like, how do you trust your with a man like that? And I go, first of all, he likes men. <laughs> he doesn't even like girls. So, um, but I still talked to my daughter, instructed her. She has a close relationship to him to this day. That's good. And um, my little one, I always talk to, too. So, yeah. I love that. Yeah. Well, thank you, Marcella. You're welcome. Yes. Thank you for having me. Oh, my God. Yes. Yeah. Honey, anytime you're in L.A., you are feel, feel free. Please come back. Please, please. Is there anything that you want people to look out for? Because I know you have a podcast. Yes. I'm trying to, I'm working on two of them. I was upset because I don't have Wi-Fi at my hotel. I wanted to download. I have Get Schooled by Marcelo Lonzo. Give us a rundown. What what do we Get Schooled on? Um, Get Schooled is on Apple, Spotify, all the major channels. Um, That is my adult podcast um, where I have different podcasts. adult entertainers i'm doing my close friends in the beginning of course um so that's out right now and then also um i used to do a show on my ig called sunday funday but i'm moving it over to my youtube oh yeah nice what can the the fans expect from that um sunday funday sunday funday i'm gonna be interviewing different comics new york comics and then uh, I'm going to try pulling out different comics. And hopefully I could do another trip to L.A. and maybe interview some L.A. comics to get. Hell yeah. So it's going to be st- every stand-up comedians. I love it. Yeah, I love it. I love it. Mm-hmm. And you know there's a lot Because I'm trying out to. I'm really trying to get out of sex work. I've been trying as much <laughs> as I can. The only thing. The only oppor- the only person that would. Get, or opportunity I ever got that was vanilla was actually Hollywood. So when people criticize Hollywood, like, you know, I real quick, I was able to get my back in 2009, I got my SAG card. Mm -hmm. So that was the only uh, vanilla job I've worked. And I did see a clip on your, I think it was your TikTok. Oh, okay. I had to do a double take because I was like, that's her? (laughs) Oh, shit. (laughs) Yeah. Don't you love that moment when you get the SAG card? It's like, damn, I feel validated in this industry. Well, I I just saw it as like uh, because before Obama, we didn't. It was hard to get healthcare. Yeah, and um, so I saw it as a way to get healthcare, and that was important. So I love that you're yeah. just like one step of the game. I love that, and yeah. I, I'm really excited to see what comes out mm-hmm. with Sunday Fun Day. Yeah, and I do want to listen to some more episodes of Get School, so I'm gonna definitely keep some tabs on that. All right. Well, thank you, you so much. Yes, yes you have a great voice. And where can people follow you? Um, on my IG, it's Marcella Sobella. My TikTok is Marcella Sobella. My Facebook is Marcella Sobella. And then on my Twitter is Marcella underscore L-U-V. Perfect. And we're going to put all of this, of course, in the link of the episode so everybody can stay connected. Thank you so much. Thank you thank for you, having thank me. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And of course, earbuds, you can find me at Ms. Radio Sapphire, at Sapphire's Earplay on Instagram or MsRadioSapphire.com. There are some more Earplay fun coming up soon. Also, follow me on the Moan app at Ms. Radio Sapphire. Till next time, remember that safe sex is the best hot sex. Good night. Thank <laughs> you.
That was the show, all you sexy motherfuckers out there. Remember to follow at Ms. Radio Sapphire and Sapphire's Earplay on Instagram. Want some eargasms of the past and future? Make sure to follow on Apple Podcasts, Anchor, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and all streaming platforms.